This is the Todd and Friends Podcast. I don't like to waffle on predictions. That doesn't mean I always hope I'm right. Oh, what's he going to do? <laughs> oh, come on. I'm with you. So, thank that. you. Yeah, I'm with you. Todd, I knew we'd agree <laughs> on something here. From the KWLM Sports Studio. With thanks to Heritage Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Here's Todd Burgett. Hey, thanks for joining us for the podcast once again today as we kick off another week. We won't have the podcast tomorrow on the 4th of July. Today is kind of a holiday for some Unless you're in radio or golfing industry, uh, certainly a big day. Greg Snow joining us. Uh, lots of players out there. A big holiday, uh, four-day weekend, I guess, for some this weekend. Not for us, you know, we're right. busy working, but but glad people are out at the golf course. Yeah, when the 4th of July lands on a Tuesday or a Thursday, Todd, it's, yeah. golf courses win. Yes. Because you get bigger weekends. Right. If it lands on a Wednesday, nobody's really sure which way to go. Yeah. If it yeah. lands on the weekend, it's already the weekend. That's right. Doesn't so, help you then. Yeah, it doesn't help a lot. But <laughs> So this year's on a Tuesday, yeah. as everybody knows. And um, I, I told you yesterday, I go, I don't know if I could make it in, Todd. It's well, We are uh, completely full from 7 a.m. to 1.30. That's great. And when I talk about completely full, I've never seen so many twosomes paired up. Oh, good. Which, again, leads to some people like, oh, I want to play. Well, sorry, you don't have an option today. Yeah. If you actually you, have to get to know this guy. If, if you want to play, yeah. you have to play with others. <laughs> yes. Right. Right. I, you know, I'm kind of like that, too. You're you looking, do. You're kind of a lone wolf out you're, there. You're looking for a tea time for but me. But, Todd, that's the funny thing is that you actually get along with people just fine. I do. And you, you I even do. introduce yourself and yeah, everything. But in the I back do. of your mind, you're probably like, I'd rather play by myself. Well, I enjoy playing by myself because then I can hit an extra shot, especially yeah, when happened, I'm not playing What happens well. about the hole-in-one? Uh, I don't care. I, I got one in my whole life. Yeah, probably. What are the have, odds? Maybe you have like six. What are the but odds? You just can't record them because you play by yourself. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, but that's the one. One and what is the odds for a hole I in one? I don't even know. It's like one in 200,000. I or suppose it would depend on your handicap, too, yeah. what your odds are. Yeah, I suppose right? it would. And the way you're playing right now, it yeah. must be one in a one in a trillion. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that's not the worst part of my game. If I had to that's make a, true. if I had to make an eight foot putt, it would be one in a trillion. No, I've been pretty good at the eight footers. If I had to make a three or a four foot putt, yeah. I'm struggling with that. Right I know it's yeah, you know that's what we I, all do. I, it started happening when I got to be about 53. Mm-hmm. I would say is I stopped being able to make those small moves. The big moves are fine. So last year? It's the small moves. No, it's a little longer. What? Than that. Since oh, you're older fit. than I thought. Yeah. Okay. I, I just turned 59. No. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So, you're so, almost a super senior. I know. So it's been a while that I've been battling this. It'll go away a little bit. We're talking about the yips. It's going to go uh, away Thursday. And, and it's a physiological thing. I hope so. I don't know. See, so Tanya asked, so how much golf are you going to play uh, this week before your big tournament weekend? Because not only do we have the Pro-Am on Thursday, then it's the Palmer Kai's down at Redwood, which I'm the defending champ of the Masters uh, tournament down there. Be the last thing I'm defending champ of, <laughs> I, have a fr- I have a feeling. So so that's why I mentioned it again, because uh, it's not going to happen this year the way I'm playing. But honestly, you never know. With somebody like me, I could turn it around yeah. too. So. so but let's talk Pro-Am a Can I bit. shameless plug? Yeah, thank yes, you, Todd. Yes. So this is the third annual. Yeah. Um, KWLM Pro-Am, and this year we, uh, we'd we moved it up to Little Crow. Again, we're, the radio station expands a lot of areas, so we just thought it yeah. was in our best interest to kind of spread it around a sure. little bit. So we're back up there at Little Crow this year, and um, and it's going to be on Thursday, 1 o'clock shotgun. It's full. We actually went one team over full. Mm. Uh, I convinced Isaac to go ahead and let that 25th team in. We All really right. wanted to just do, keep it at 24, but... Um, up to 25, which is tough for him. He only has 50 golf carts, just like me at Eagle Creek. We only have 40. Oh, I see. So it gets a little difficult. So that's you get part a of it. Yeah, it's a big part of it. Do right? you have some private cart guys? Um, we will have a couple. Yeah. It's funny you say that. We were looking through the sheet, and I go, I go, how? F-? He goes, we probably could go to 26, maybe 27 teams. I said, I don't want to. I like yeah. 32 is the max that you're allowed.
love. But that's so that's a slow eighteen hole yeah. pro am, which again pro ams are already take some time because every putt means something yeah. to somebody. Yeah. And uh, Isaac's got a great purse lined up. He's paying the I think ten spots on each am side, net great. and gross. Yeah. So it gives all the individuals something to play for. Good right for down. those guys yeah. that might make. Well, you know, again, <laughs> not gonna be that's, everybody's always like, does this mean anything? Yeah, for you it does. Yeah. You know, so there's an individual and a team game. And those of you who followed us in the past know that this is a one gross, one net. Yep. And you're like, what does that mean? Well, you take one score, what an actual score was, and yep. then one score using handicaps. Right. And so um, that's the one gross, one net. So two scores of the four balls on each hole comprised of your team score and um we're lucky to have a uh, sue hands coming again yeah. this year we're gonna miss out on grimmer sorry yep. buddy yep. uh that you won't make it but um yep. yeah we're looking for a good time yeah no doubt about it and and uh you know that the spots that the amateurs get paid and stuff that's a lot of fun and and it is different from a scramble it is going to take a little longer those that are playing coming up on thursday don't anticipate necessarily a four-hour round no it's, it's gonna be closer to five yeah um, like I say, every putt means something. And so therefore every two footer is, you know, and in a scrambles, you know, Todd, sometimes you're on the green for 30 seconds. The yeah. first guy makes a putt or it's a two footer, you know, and some guys don't even go, it can be quick in those areas. Um, but yeah, it's a play your own ball. It's a, um, if you're a, a better golfer and you're not into the scrambles, this is the kind of stuff that you want to play because yep. you're, you're playing for yourself and for your team. So you really have two games in one. Pro-ams are a lot of fun. They are. Yep. It's a, that's a different breed. It's yeah. not the four person scramble, which scrambles can be fun too, but that's yeah. a whole different mentality. Yep. That is a line up the beverages yep. and let's swing as hard as you can. Right. Right. And because sudden, you've got three other guys yeah. who are going to hit the same shot behind you. So what does it matter? And that's even on your iron shots. I know. Hit as hard as you can. Every you know, putt. Every yep. putt hit it as hard as you can. Make sure you get it to the hole. Yes, exactly. I used, to, I used to play with a scramble team once in a while that if you left a putt short, everybody got to punch you in the arm. Oh, yeah. So you didn't want to leave putts short. It's a good rule, by the way, for a scramble. I know it is. Yeah. You I don't like want to leave that. a punch, especially if they're the leadoff guy. Yeah. So stay to your game. <laughs> stay to your game. Are you one out of ten? Where would you rate your game right now? Ten being good, one ten being is bad. bad. Ten is like I'm ready. I'm one and a half. Wow. <laughs> well, you played with me yesterday. I would have rated you that low. You played with me. Well, I shot 86. So why do I keep posting? Uh, you know, I've I've got a couple of 86s. I've got an 88. I've got an 87. I've got a couple of 84s. Why isn't my handicap going up? It's hard. It's easy to go down. Yeah. Hard to go up. What's up with that? Yeah. They're, I always uh, tell people, flawed system governed by flawed men invented by flawed people. Yes. So Again, the, so it's not perfect. It, no, it is But it is, it is designed specifically for people to... To sandbag, which you're not doing. To keep people I from doing you. it. Yeah. yeah. I watch No, you. my handicap's a little Hollywood right now. Right. Not intentionally. Not. I mean, I did play really well. So many fewer Hollywoods out there than sandbaggers. Yeah. And yeah. for those of you who don't know, Todd's mentioned this many times, Hollywood yeah. means that you got this really low handicap, but you're not that. You, you only, know, you just want to show people, I'm a three handicap right. or a four. And you, so you, you really maybe, should be a 10. Maybe you enter your good scores and you forget to enter the higher yes, ones. Yes, and a sandbagger's the other way. Yeah. You know, a sandbagger does the Because they're uh, going to tournaments to try and win prizes correct. and money. They're by, not afraid. By being a 12 handicap and playing like a four. Should be a four. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So mine is a little Hollywood right now, which that doesn't help our team very much, but uh, it's not intentional. I'm no, not, and we don't care about that. Yeah. Plus, it's a hole-by-hole -hole game. Yeah. That's the other thing nice about a Pro-Am is that if you have a bad hole, you just, okay, forget about it. My team needs me on the next hole. Yeah. It's hard because the individual portion kind of makes you go, great, now I'm yeah. going to shoot 85. Yeah. You know, or now I'm going to do this. Yeah. And, oh, now I'm going to three-putt again. Yeah. You know, and yeah. so it is hard, but that's the mentality of you got to kind of get to, okay, new game, new yeah. hole. 
Yeah, but that's, yeah, probably a one and a half is a little extreme for me. I am driving the ball decently. You are right now, other than our third hole yesterday, where you hit it into the tree inexplicably. Weird, yeah, how that happened inexplicably, and I felt it right as the ball, as my, as the club was yeah. about to come into the ball. I felt my hands go kind of weak, <laughs> kind of just weakened as, up. Oh, so, into the tree. What am I chipping? I thought maybe you're trying to play a big hook through this tree and then just I have power no through. Idea no. What happened on that? That was really kind of strange. <laughs> yeah, but little crow is definitely a challenge. Yeah, I used to say you should have a go- some golf ball vending machines out there yeah. uh, for certain people because it will eat it up. There's lots of marsh area and so yeah. forth, but a challenging course is going to be a lot of I fun. I gave up three it. yesterday myself, and yeah. I shot 78. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it can... Yeah. And yeah. you lost three golf balls. Three donated. Bye. I, see, I like to hit every shot, I guess. I didn't. I don't know if I took a penalty yesterday. Good for Still you. Still shot 86. Good for you with no penalty shots. I know. That's horrible. Ugh. That's almost worse. Well, I'd it rather does have, feel a little worse. I'd yeah. rather have three penalty shots. It does feel a little worse now that you <laughs> say it all out. That's right. Yeah. Uh, so we didn't get a chance to watch uh, the PGA Tour yesterday. It was a non-elevated event. So a paltry $8.5 million or $9 million purse uh, paltry as compared and to an early start 20 because of the weather, weather forecast yeah. uh and uh, but happy for ricky fowler i always enjoyed watching him play uh, i still remember an exchange he had on twitter years ago because it got some other media attention uh where a guy uh took to his page on some you know ricky's always been on social media is pretty good about it and said what an ugly swing fowler has just flat 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 and he's changed that quite yeah. a bit uh, from those days. So I remember, and, and he kind of, and that flat swing would lead to stretches of poor play, and then eventually led him all the way down to 185th in the world. He fixed it. He got. He went back to Butch Harmon uh, for his coach. He isn't quite as flat uh, behind his back with the swing. And wow, all of a sudden he contends at a major at the U.S. Open and wins yesterday at the Rocket Mortgage, which I know isn't one of your favorite tournaments because it wound up at what twenty-four under. Or something Colin like Morikawa's on the leaderboard. Yeah, I don't care what Colin Morikawa's a major champion yes, and is, is always in the conversation. Yep. So I don't care about what level of field it is. Yep, yep. He beat a really, really, really good player. And there were other really good players in the field that finished a little further back. So, but it was less of a field than one of the elevated events, or yes, certainly it was. Uh, from a major. But I always pull for Ricky Fowler. He's fun to watch. He engages with fans. He's good on social media. He's an easy guy to pull for. I, I don't disagree, Todd. Um, back to the thing about the swing. Well, he had won with that crappy swing for f- five times. He had, but and he, he competed in majors that one year. He won- finished second in all four majors yep. back in 2015 or something. Yep. It doesn't, Tiger rebuilt his swing. A lot of people do this. Yep. Again, for whatever reason, sometimes I chuckle because I'm like, wait a minute, he's already crazy good. I know. I'm. I think you know me, Todd. I'm kind of a believer in the philosophy of own what you do. Yeah. Whatever you do, own it. Yeah. And if you own it, you can get good at it. I, I always bring up the uh, Alan Doyle. Old school people remember Alan Doyle. That swing should have never worked. Dana Quigley. That swing should have never worked, Todd. Yeah. Jim These Furyk. Should have never worked, yeah. right? Yeah. I was down in, uh, I think I told people this, I was down at Grand Cypress one time and I was talking to a guy who did all these simulations and they took 32 PGA Tour players to come up with the perfect golf swing. Yeah. Jim Furyk's downswing was used. Really? Because, and I go, well, you'd never use Jim Furyk. And strange, he looks up at strange me and he to goes, get there. He goes, the downswing is amazing. Yeah. And I go, really? Yeah. And he showed me all that. He goes, yeah, we would never teach this backswing or have that in a simulation. But it's yeah. like, there's components of what people do well 
that make them good players. Dana Quigley, I'm sure, had some. Alan Doyle, and if anybody's listening, you two, both of those guys, you'll know exactly what I'm yeah, talking about. Yeah. Um, it's crazy to think that these guys were all-star, world-class players yeah. and could win a championship or were winning left and right. Anyways, so Ricky rebuilding and getting back to there isn't always the formula. No. Nope. I mean, he could have easily just been tailed off into nothing right right i mean last year at the u.s open people knew this at the u.s open he stood on the range waited for his chance yep. couldn't get in yep that's right he was the first alternate it was kind of sad in. yeah it's sad right they kept going to it because again the, the everybody likes ricky yeah. i shouldn't say everybody 90 percent most of the world people likes ricky. Yeah, yeah and i think 90 percent of the world they like colin but sorry we're cheering for ricky and yeah. this and to go birdie to tie to get into the playoff and then birdie that from way out of position I mean, we all saw the. I'm sure you saw the highlights, but yeah. to birdie from way out of position, yeah, man, this is a really good story. Yeah, it, it feels is. really good for it him. Is. And Spieth was kind of the same way. Yes. Spieth fell off the earth again, and he was, you know, uh, what three time major champion uh, in his situation. <laughs> yep. And that's how golf works. And sometimes I have to remind myself of that: that even the best players in the world have bad days or bad weeks or bad seasons, mm-hmm. and then they just keep plugging away. And come back now. Those guys aren't in their late fifties trying to recover <laughs> from True. bad from bad you know rounds or or so forth. I just hope it doesn't develop into good, a bad year. Good rounds right around the corner. I, I it's always right in the next round. I hope that's true. Yep, it can be, I, it, and it, it certainly can be. On yep. Twitter, I saw a guy say uh, they showed a picture of Dustin Johnson, Valderrama, hole number seventeen. He cold cock shanked it on a par five, yeah. right up into the trees, and they go, Dustin Johnson is one of the top ten players in the world right now. It doesn't matter what tour you're on. Yeah, top ten players in the world, they all do it. Yeah. Again, it's how you recover. Yep. It's how you come out of it. It's like, oh, I don't want to do that again. Yeah. You know, yep. that type of thing. So yeah. let's talk about Taylor Gooch. Uh, yeah. Three what? three wins on the Live Tour this year. Do you remember, Todd, that I said, I want to say it was like eight months ago where okay. I said, yeah, guys like Taylor Gooch may not survive the Live. Yeah. <laughs> Remember when I said that? Yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, how did we know though? Some crow. Well, you said. I remember you go. No, he's pretty well established. Yeah, I kind of did my eye roll thing. Like, okay, whatever. Well, now he's got three live wins, and the Ryder Cup thing still is looming. Yeah, he was left out of the U.S. Open even after the announce, and I got my air quotes up, everybody. The merger, which I still don't know what that means. I don't think they do. Nobody can. I mean, this is ridiculous. Anyways, now what does it mean for Ryder Cup? You have to look at him. Yeah. If you want the 10 or 12 best American players on this team, 12, Taylor's got to be one of them. Yeah. So I did hear that they are going to start awarding World Golf Ranking points to the Live Tour, that this was part of the agreement. Uh, This uh, Al Ramayan, uh, who's the head Saudi guy, he's in charge of the PIF. They've asked him since, and he said, oh, Live is my baby. Uh, And as long as that's the case, it isn't going anywhere. I know there was a, there's a lot of speculation among those haters like Eamon Lynch and others yep. who say this is the end of live golf. I'm not so sure it I, is. I can't see it either. And a lot of the big-name players, they sign big-money deals to have the format that they have, mm-hmm. the three rounds they enjoy, the fewer tournaments mm-hmm. they enjoy, uh, the, the, the airship that carries them to tournaments overseas they enjoy. They don't want to see that go away. And I don't think it is through at least 2026. That's what these guys signed there. They signed sure. five-year contracts. Mm-hmm. After that, we'll see. But I really think there's going to be a live golf until at least then. So then once they get the world ranking points, then this Ryder Cup thing will solve itself. Yes. But it looks like there's three live guys that should be on there. Dustin, Taylor, and Brooks. And Brooks And Kepka. that's coming up here shortly. Yeah. So 
Uh, I'm interested to see how Zach plays this. Yeah. And I'm interested as to who's it's telling, a tough call. Who's telling him what to do. Yeah. I, I asked our C, uh, COO of the PGA of America if they have any input. Yeah. It's our tournament, right? Yeah. PGA. And, and he kind of did the, hey, we leave some of this up to Zach, right? Yeah. You know, to the captain. Yeah. Uh, you know, when tough who's call. controlling the money. Tough call for him. It is. Yeah. So, Todd, I, gotta, I don't know how much time we got, we got but time. I, I got a Vikings question. All right. So I saw on Twitter that they've ranked all 32 rosters. Okay. Oh, in terms of talent just, on the roster, just, things yeah, like that. Yeah, talent and right. all that. Yeah. Vikings fell at 16. Right in the middle. That's right not right in the middle. That's that's about where Does I would have shocked you. No, I was going to have you guess, but I didn't know where to go because we always consider the Vikings a top talented team. Yeah, I think most people do. Yeah. What do you think? I think it's about accurate. That's where you would have them. Yeah, that's about in, in that neighborhood, in the middle of the pack. I thought they overachieved last year. Look how many close For games sure. that they won. For sure. Uh, and I think that, you know, Cousins is probably 11, 12, 13 uh, right in there. Justin Jefferson might be number one. Uh, uh, TJ Hawkinson for tight ends. Uh, I don't know. I could go four probably. Well, that seems awful Because you got Kelson Kittle. How many third down passes did he drop? Sure. <laughs> Quite a few. I don't have Hawkinson more than 10 or 11. Whoa. Well, I Whoa. Mean, I mean, what's he really done? I, but there's I, just not a lot of elite tight ends right now. Yeah, I suppose there is. I don't isn't. know if it's a dying position. Or... I'd have to look more closely at yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. But Jefferson, but I, I, you're right. I just remember the drop passes so much out of Hawkinson. So. Cousins, I got at nine right now. Yeah. Yeah, that's... The yeah. NFC talent of quarterback is weak. Yeah. NFC. Yeah. AFC stacked. I know. And Aaron Rodgers goes to the AFC. Yeah, I know. Well, Good luck. Right. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. He's do a stacked division I know. There. I know. <clears throat> uh, yeah, I would say that sounds about right. And the defense was worst in the league. So, yeah. again, how, did they get much better? So Not that may, we saw. Maybe it's high. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. My so, gut. So, my, if they go according to their talent, they're a 9-8, and 8-9 eight, eight, team. Correct. Yeah. My gut told me that that was, that was possibly low. Yeah. And now talking it through, it's like, well, wait a minute. Maybe not. We'll have it to see. It may not be. I, I hope that it is ranked low, but I don't think it is, honestly. <sighs> yeah. And also, I don't know if we got time for Timberwolves news, but I'm super disappointed that nothing's happening with Carl Anthony. He's not going anywhere. Todd, don't talk like that. He's not going anywhere. I don't want to hear. Don't shake your head at me like, no, nothing's happening. He's not going anywhere. I don't want to see that. He's not going anywhere. Why? Why do you want to trade him? He is problem. He's got to go. The two bigs don't work, does it? And now you just signed Nas Reed. I know. Nas is depth. Though you have to have depth, you do, and uh, I don't think he, he. So a lot of times in baseball, you'll see a role player get a brief week long stint as a starter because of injury, sure. and they'll play great, uh, and then they'll say, "Oh, maybe he's an everyday player," and he's not, and they prove that when you make him an everyday player. I'm kind of like that on Nas Reed. Interesting. If okay. you make Nas Reed a focal point of the team, he won't quite live up to that. But he's an outstanding role player and guy off the bench. He's exactly what you want in that situation. I think if you make him the starter instead of Carl Anthony Towns because you traded Towns for for what? Draft oh, picks? Uh, hey, Tim, like that. are you listening? Yeah. Tim, listen. Greg Snow's talking here. Yeah, yeah. Timberwolves guru. Yeah. All right, here's what I need. Yeah. Call Portland. They aren't trading. Dame Lillard isn't coming to Minnesota. I don't even care if we get Dame Lillard. I'll yeah. take Anthony Simons. I'll take... I'll, They're not Again, they're they not just signed them. Jeremy Grant to this huge deal. They're a mess. They're not trading Simons. They're not trading him. They might. Well, I don't think so. I think Dame. They got Dame. He's on the way out. He I requested he a trade, trade this weekend. So, so. that straight-up trade wouldn't work? For Dame Lillard? Yeah. Well, 
what about Anthony Edwards? Where are you going to play him? Well, we play him at the two and the three. Okay. Or Dame could play the one. Okay. And Conley's what twenty five minutes a game? No. Yeah. Yeah. I. Yeah, I suppose it would work. I'm I'm willing to try. Oh, oh, I I I would. We be got fine. Kyle Anderson back. I oh yay! I, I like Kyle. I would be fine with trading Towns if you got value, and I don't think you're going to get value for him. So, and I don't think they had a fair representation with him and Gobert last year. Because Give it another of year. Huh? So many. Go one more year, then see what happens. Greg, thanks so much. Thanks, Todd. I'm <laughs> sad. Greg Stowe joining us here on the Todd and Friends podcast. It's brought to you by Heritage Bank. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Watch for future episodes of the Todd and Friends podcast at kwlm.com or on the air here at KWLM, 1340 AM and 96.3 FM.